Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to After Work Drinks, a weekly podcast where two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, debrief on the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Grace, how are you? Good. Currently pouring said red wine. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. How's it going? Good. I can't think of a thing that's happened, <laughs> which is so weird. I know. I feel like there's been a lot of big news stories and not much in our own boring lives. Personal lives, yeah. yeah. I've been sick. Keeping it low key. Yeah. <laughs> moved house. I moved house. I did. Um, Nearer to me. Which yes. Is good. And moved my cat, who is now hiding under the bed and acting like the world is ending. <laughs> it's like, get over yourself. What's ever, what bad has ever come to your I know. life? Have You're you so ever spoiled. heard of Brett Kavanaugh yes. being elected to the Supreme Court, Have you Court, ever Frankie? been so broke you don't have $5 to string together? No, your food just appears, doesn't it? <laughs> On the agenda. Yes. This week we have... We need to obviously discuss that ridiculous Bachelor finale. Yes. Um, whether, I don't know, Nick Cummins deserves the hate he's getting, whether it was fine for him to not pick anyone if he wasn't into it. Is The Bachelor even a show that should exist anymore? <laughs> All the deep questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to talk about, obviously, Brett Kavanaugh off the back of last week, where we got pretty serious because, um, disclaimer, we ran out of wine. Yeah. And <laughs> you heard us sobering up in real time <laughs> yes. and just being pissed off. And I was and, sick. And not drunk at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we've worked out that we need alcohol to be we interesting. We found the sweet spot yes. of this formula. Yeah. Which I need to take a sip yeah. from. <laughs> Before we start getting but depressed again. We want to touch on Brett again as he was still confirmed as a Supreme Court justice despite the allegations against him. So 
there's a lot going on in the aftermath of that that we're going to get, we're going to tuck into. Yes, and Grace, for some reason, has put in caps that we absolutely need to talk about Bella Hadid and The Weeknd. It's, no apostrophe, so cute love heart. Love heart so. with a, a greater than symbol and a three. Yes. Very old school. Uh, I'm so I happy don't know, about do you want to kick off with the tough topics with Bella Hadid's Bella, yeah. 22nd birthday? She's so young. She's so, She's young, so young and so much cooler than us and prettier and I don't successful. like her. But don't you? No, I don't like Bella Hadid. I love her. I I think she's quite botoxed. Yeah, I actually find her hard to look at. Which is which is I don't like I used to think she was really pretty when firstly Gigi Hadid is an angel. Then mm. I thought Bella, oh, you're a bit different. Usually I think brunettes are prettier because I am a brunette. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, when you, you just have a girl type. So I thought Bella Hadid might more be mine, but mm. she's just not. Selena right. Gomez is more my type. Ah, uh, really? Not that they should be together. But you like her. But I think I would prefer, like, yeah. I'd rather look like Selena Gomez than Bella Hadid. Right. I think I have a soft spot for Bella Hadid and The Weeknd's little love story. I really mm. love a tale of breaking up and getting back together. That's because you've been through that <laughs> yeah, personally. from a personal experience. Yeah, so me and my boyfriend, Zach, we met when we were like 20 and then we went out for two years and we broke up for almost a year. Then we got back together and we've been together for, back together for a year now. And I think it's nice when I see other couples yeah. do it because I think a lot of the time it doesn't work. But when it does work, sometimes it can just be that you met too young mm. and that you needed some time apart. And then when you get back together, it's like – perfect yeah. yeah it is kind of funny because that's never I've never been in a situation like that because I think I would be too jealous or I don't know I just feel like I wouldn't be okay with not knowing what had been going on even though I know I wouldn't want like I wouldn't want to know because yeah would make me I never wanted to know yeah yeah and um actually the same my friends were in the same situation where they were together from a very young age they were together for six years or something they actually got engaged uh, and then they broke up for, I think, almost a year. Mm. And then they just had their, you know, Lauren and Andy just had their Oh, was that? Wedding, oh, yeah. Hello, you two. Yeah, lovebirds. So they just went to America, didn't invite any That's of us. So and cute. basically eloped, yeah. That's so, yeah. yeah. I think I think it's, I think people make the mistake of um, breaking up for two weeks and then get, mm. getting back together and being like, is everything fixed now? Like, you need to break up with the intention that you've broken up for good. Yeah, and, and stop then, speaking work on your shit like or be by yourself yeah yeah figure out your hang-ups um I think that that was like a really big thing and then when you come back together you're kind of just in a better headspace to do it obviously completely projecting a lot of my own shit onto Bella (laughs) Day on the weekend but I think it's nice I really like it Mm, I felt really I was in Nando's last night very ashamed of that fact and wish I didn't just say it but I was when (laughs) I saw the weekend's Instagram post for Bella's birthday when you messaged me and you were like, I can't deal with this. I hadn't seen his post. Mm. And then I got into bed and I saw it. And I watched the video a lot. Random, it was a really random, cute yeah. video. I liked... Random first tile choice. Yes, yeah. but I really liked it. I really yeah. liked the music and I thought it was very sweet. And I wonder what he got her for her birthday. I know. Hmm. I know. Yeah, so he posted... Everyone was like, are they back together? Are they? Aren't they? 
Definitely, yes. And now we know yes because he posted pictures of her on her birthday. I was like, happy birthday, Angel. Mm. And I was like, Zach, she's born in October and I'm born in October. And he was like, you and Bella Hadid That's are not alike. That's where the alike. similarities <laughs> end, Grace. <laughs> I'm also a Victoria's Secret Angel. <laughs> um, yeah, so good on you two. Another controversial post. That is um, real. Was Taylor Swift. Yeah. What did you think of that? I'm interested on in your thoughts. Well, to be honest, I haven't even looked at it because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all about it through the media, but I just don't follow Taylor Swift. I'm no. not, I don't keep up with her. I don't follow her. In, I used to follow her on Instagram mm. mainly because of her cats. She has two cute they cats. They are actually yeah. really cute. Yeah, yeah, Meredith Grey and I can't remember the other one's name. Olivia Benson. Yes. Uh, <laughs> shocked you know that. I'm going to... Grace Die. doesn't um, has never lived with an animal in her life. No. And every time she comes around to my house, she basically like bulldozes her way in <laughs> and hips my cat out the window. And she's just not an animal kind of. You not you don't give off the aura of an animal person. No, I've never had a pet before. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I followed her because of her cats, but then I just thought even that's not keeping me. No, I don't really care about yeah. Taylor Swift, but, but I think this is interesting in that. Well, everyone thought she was a secret Donald Trump supporter, right? Yes. I think the thing was that if she wasn't a secret Donald Trump supporter, she was intentionally not disclosing that she wasn't a Donald Trump supporter because so much of her base was. I said that in a really convoluted way, but she didn't want to piss off the redneck mm, mm-hmm. southern... She, where's she from? Na- no, she's not from Nashville. Maybe she is. She's from Country somewhere music. like that, yeah, but like it's a mm. huge amount of her following are like Would white be, yes. dudes. yes. And girls from the South. Yes. So it was like, even if you don't personally support him, the fact that you're not willing to denounce him to keep fans on side is, is bad. still bad. Yeah. It comes back to you talking last week about Eddie Slimane's debut Celine show and how everyone was up in arms about it. But you were sort of like, well, does designers need to respond to politics? Like, do musicians need to respond to politics? Yeah, like, do we need to know who... I think Taylor Swift is an exception to the rule, but it's like I found Katy Perry getting up because because she had such a huge Donald Trump support base. Like it was like her. Yes. That was a thing. Like she was being used by these like right wing sites as their like poster girl and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was like this because she's so Aryan and perfect. Like Mm. she's like blonde and blue eyed and like she's perfect for these horrible like KKK. Yeah, exactly. But she, I like, I found it so cringy when like Katy Perry like wrote a song for Hillary Clinton and Beyonce was like, I endorse Hillary. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, okay. You know, I'm kind of like the only. You're, you're, kind. you're so full of self-importance to think that, like, the fact that you like endorse someone is going to change the world. Yeah, but now all these people have registered to vote off the back of Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's the thing as well. Do you? Yeah, the I only um, celebrity mixing with politics that I endorse is Barack and Michelle Obama dancing at a Beyonce concert. Oh, There's videos of them just boogieing. They're so cute. Fuck, I love them. I, I just want to see too. photos of Barack on holiday every day, all How day. How did we like go from that to now? It's because they they all freaked out. They were Who? like all the, the rednecks, people. all the yeah, Americans. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were just waiting yeah. for their chance. Like it, it just yeah. got too left for them. Mm. And yeah, he's a black man, and they were just and like, Jesus, do. blacks are going to take over. <laughs> Fuck, get Donald Trump in. Get Donald in. I think someone explained it as like people were so disenfranchised with feeling like they weren't being listened to that they, um, I think Michael Moore said he was like, it was like throwing a Molotov cocktail into the White House. Like people were like, 
let's just fucking see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like they were just bored. I seriously, I remember the moment I realized that Trump might get in is when I was like, people might just be bored enough. Like nothing really bad has happened in society for long enough mm. for us to feel quite like settled. Yeah, but I also think we really underestimate, you know, the places we visit in America are California mm. and New York. Yeah. We really underestimate how huge that country is mm. and how backwards so much of it is. Like it's even like Australia. Mm. We just live in Sydney and we're like, yeah, let's go to Mardi Gras and yeah, yeah. all in the outback. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they are crazy. everyone in the outback. That's why they hate us because let's be like, honest, we don't have any followers in the outback. <laughs> we can fucking <laughs> Wolf Creek for the first time the other day. Jeez. Yeah, it's fucked. Everyone's nuts. I know. I was pacing. I, I said to Anton, I don't like scary movies and I was weirdly just Why like Wolf Creek well, is like, I don't know. so horrendous. Yeah, because I didn't know anything I had heard about it since I was a kid and I was mm. like, you know, I live in Australia now. It's kind of a yeah, it's just gross. It's a rite horrible. of passage. It's just horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. horrible. Film, and then yeah. I was just, it was a Saturday night and I got up and was pacing the hallway and I was just walking and walking and walking because I couldn't sit down. And he was like, do you just want to watch something else? Like, should we just put on like Pretty Woman? Girl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so it's interesting. I think people, I think Taylor came out at a good time. I mm, Okay, maybe yes. she should have done it at the election last year, but if she wasn't going to do it then... I think this Brett Kavanaugh stuff just before the midterms. I think, you know, at first I was like, this is pathetic. This is just a, 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 she's just vying to stay relevant, whatever. But I'm like, no, I think it's nice. Yeah. And she's the new Taylor. She's had Mm. a boyfriend for a year and a half. She's chilling out. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. I'm bored of talking about Taylor Swift. I know, God, same. Sorry (laughs) for that. Let's talk about (laughs) The Bachelor. The Bachelor, yes. So the finale, so... We were literally just speaking last week about how we haven't been watching The Bachelor and how we completely dropped off. I hadn't seen it in weeks and weeks. And then the finale, I was supposed to go to a work event, but I was really sick. So I thought, fuck it, stayed home, made dinner, had a wine, turned on Batchy. And that finale was crazy. I was like, it's not going to happen. Of course, he's going to pick Sophie. No, sorry, sorry, Brittany. Mm. Of course, he's going to pick Brittany. Sophie gets out of the car first. Brittany's wearing a full-blown wedding gown. You're like, this is just could not Someone be Someone at work said the other day the wifey's never put put in a crop top. No, <laughs> as soon yes. as they saw Sophie in the crop top, they're like, she's <gasps> fucked. Yes. <laughs> um, I know. She would have thought that too. Mm. I know. Imagine the wardrobe person brings out your dress and it's like some slutty little like <laughs> yes. gold number. You're like, oh, a I black see. leather skirt. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Uh, and of course, he's, that's going to happen. Some people were speculating that Brooke was going to be flown in on a helicopter and he was going to pick her. I Heaven. was like, Channel 10 don't have the budget for that. No. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then you hear him saying the same thing to so to Brittany that he's just said to Sophie, and it was just this bombshell. It was a real bombshell. They did well. Did the, the so I didn't I didn't watch it. I was in I was at film. I sent Grace about forty seven messages in a row in caps, and no one I was messaging was responding. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw the headline after it had aired because I was at mm. um, I was in class. I go to film school sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know Grace. you don't care anyone, <laughs> and I'm nearly finished, but. <laughs> That's where I was. She does. But I can't yeah. believe you can go to film school, oh, do a full-time job, plus do this, mm. plus, like, sometimes I'm just like, why aren't you responding to me messaging you 47 times about The Bachelor finale, yeah. and it's because you're doing, you're writing a movie script. 
(laughs) (laughs) about this conversation um yeah so i saw the headline and i was like oh shit so like what was the moment i've now watched that bit i didn't watch the whole episode because i was like i can't be fucked now i know what happens but i watched the rejection scenes but um, what was the moment when the penny dropped? Was it literally when he started saying that to Brittany? Or were you like, oh, I think maybe he's going to no, pick so, no one? No, yeah, you didn't think that. Oh, he, he was kind of being a bit weird on his final date with Brittany. Um, and he was like, oh, I just don't know what's going on. And she, I just think, I just, I think she's lovely, but I found, I thought she wasn't right for him. I don't mm. know. But that's the thing. Anyway, it's like Nick Cummins isn't going to find his perfect girl on The Bachelor. And also, why go on The Bachelor if you think you're not ready to settle down? Or do you think he was ready to settle down and none of the girls tickled his fancy? Yeah, I just don't think he liked either of them enough. Yeah. I think that story, I think, I'm worried about being fed the Channel 10 story and then just being like, he's amazing. But I think that story about his family and the fact that he's... So he's got two siblings with cystic fibrosis. His father has prostate cancer and he's spoken out before about how he um, went from the Wallabies to play for Japan when he was quite young and that um, he did that and got loads of shit for it and didn't really talk about it at the time because he was getting paid triple the money and he's basically been like a kind of breadwinner for the family for ages. Mm. So it was this idea that it was... People um, were wondering because on the final episode... His family were all there, but his mum wasn't there. It was like his sister, his brothers, and his dad. And it's mm. because his mum left the family when he was really young. And his oh dad's God. raised them all. So then for his dad to get sick with the life-threatening mm. illness. like I, But I do think that maybe he does have issues with commitment. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think I was just like, that's... To me, I envisioned it as he was like, probably got offered a bucket load of cash. He was mm. like, I'm going to humiliate myself on TV for, you know, three months but it's going to be worth it for this money that I'll get from it. And I'll, yeah, I'm willing to just make a titter myself and look a bit embarrassing for a while. And obviously he didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And he was like, if I meet someone I really, really like, then perfect, perfect yeah. the chances in 25 girls I'm going to really like one are high. But then I felt from the first episode, I was like, none of these girls are his type. Were, are like, yeah. there was just no vibe. Like, you know, with all the other ones, you just got a vibe. Like Tim and Anna straight away, you were like, yes. this is a vibe. Yes. Like Snajana and Sam, it's a vibe. Mm. Sam Frost and that guy she picked vibe mm-hmm. like all of them yeah. had a, a chemistry and I was like Maddie just, J and Laura straight away straight away like it, it, it's not a thing about none of them being good enough for him like they were all fucking amazing but it was just like there was no I was actually that's why reading, you like watching The Bachelor because there's chemistry and you're like ooh yes I was actually reading on um I don't know I think maybe it was James Weir's news.com.au recap or something because I'd missed an episode and it was literally like he's on a date with Brooke he could pick her to win. He's on a date with Sophie. He could pick her to win. He's on a date with Brittany. He could pick her to win. And it was like for the first time in Bachelor history, you can't pick who he's going to pick. And mm. it's because he didn't know who he was going to pick. Whereas on all of the other ones, it was a very clear winner. And it was like once you got past the point where you were like the winner's obvious, what kept you watching was that it actually was cute seeing yes. them together because yeah. you're like these people love actually story. love each other yeah. or are falling for each other. Um, so... That's why I think I got so bored this season. So I was just like, there's there no one yeah. who I'm interested it's in. It's so true. And it's funny because they try, they tried more than ever on this season, which actually makes sense now, to hype up the bullying aspects and mm. the, all of that sort of stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, people just want to see a love story. Like Anna and Tim, 
I'm sorry to keep talking about Anna and Tim, <laughs> but from episode fucking one, you just knew they were obsessed with each other. And you still want to watch because it's gorgeous. It's yep. this, like real life love story. You don't care about the bullying. And that kind of takes me as well to the point where that finale episode would have been so crap if it wasn't for how gorgeous Sophie was when she lost. So I think I've, I've mm. talked to you about this. But basically, she was losing. She was getting her heart broken on national TV. And she was like, if it could go to... If, if he wasn't going to pick me, I couldn't think of someone better for him to pick than Brittany. Mm. It was so cute. It'd be like me and you after the same I guy. I say that about you. I yeah, like you fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably would say it about you. You're the Britney in this situation. Britney. <laughs> I'm the Britney who's so Brittany fucking just viciously off. angry afterwards. She was so confident it would be her. She literally stormed off, didn't say a word about Sophie, but then like She was like, There goes credit. my um yes. ticket to the David Jones fashion show this This year. Yeah, yeah. To her credit, she did obviously get the producer to take her straight to Sophie's house, but you would be the Britney where it's just like, oh, I lost. Fuck this. And I'd leave. be like, do you want to go to Sophie's house? I'd be like, I'm fine. Just take me to the airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need to see that bitch. No. Yeah. Um, and then Sophie. Yeah, she was just so sweet. She was crying in she's the car. So sweet. And I she, just loved her when she was like, he didn't pick me either. And she was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I, I was like, that's us. That's exactly yes. what we do. And then she burst out <laughs> yeah, laughing. Yeah. She was like, this is just a farce. Yeah. That was the best. It was so good. Mm. Did you watch his interview on the project? Uh, bits of it. It was so underwhelming, but it was so funny because Lisa Wilkinson obviously wanted to grill him, but he was so like likable and honest. She was just like, okay, I love you. Like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what about how he said um, that if he saw any, he was like, if I see any of the girls out, you know, I'll buy, buy you a drink for old times sake. It's like, you just, none of these girls are going to ever, apart from Cass, want to get a drink with you. <laughs> In their lives. I like, think that's so delusional. I know, but I also think, okay, I'm going to say something unpopular here, but Pedestrian TV, like, two years ago released, uh, they, I don't know if they had a mole go in or if someone just revealed to them what the process is like to apply for The Bachelor, and it is the most batshit insane thing I've ever heard, and I do think it's a little bit insane when people start to act like the contestants on that show didn't know exactly what they were going in for. Like, yes, if you fall for someone and they embarrass you on TV, that is upsetting. Mm. Yes, you can develop genuine feelings. But the shit that you have to do to get there, you are under absolutely no delusions about what you're walking into. It's like a soap opera on TV. Yes. Have you heard some of the stuff? No, tell me. Okay, it's amazing. (laughs) So the first one was that you had to partner up with a girl in the room. You have to dress in, like, cocktail outfits at 10 a.m. in the morning. Perfect. Um, You have to partner with a girl. Oh, this is all allegedly, allegedly, I don't know, but Mm. pedestrian printed it. Mm -hmm. Partner up with a girl, talk to her for five minutes, then present to the group one thing you liked about her talking to her and one thing you didn't like about her. And then... Um, so you've got to like, some people are going to just insult the person they were talking to. Then they did a thing where they got the girls to split up one side of the room. Yes. One side of the room. No. Should they put Muslim prayer, prayer rooms in the MCG? Oh cricket ground, Pick sides and then argue with each other across the room. Oh, so people wow. were screaming at each other and then they just said, stop and blasted. Sorry by Justin Bieber and said, start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> everyone had to start oh my dancing. god! It's insane. What? It's insane. Okay. And then they picked one person out of fifty girls to go over to the second round. I actually pitched one at one point. I was like, I want to apply to go on the Bachelor just to see what it's like. But obviously, I've avoided blown your cover so now. Then, yeah, yeah, so, yeah blown my cover. And also, they'd be like, she's clearly got a live-in boyfriend. 
and works for a magazine. <laughs> and works for like, what job do you have? You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> Check out Baker. <laughs> I understand that it's upsetting to a certain extent, but I think when he's been like, yeah, we'll like meet up and like have a drink, I'm like, he, like, he just knows this is all bullshit. Like, it's all mm. at its core just bullshit. Who do you think we'll see Nick Cummins going out with next? <sighs> God. Plot twist. Me. Plot twist is about true. <laughs> Literally, when he first got on the show, I was like, he's so cool. He's so funny. Mm. I can't believe he was single and we were all obsessed with him. And now I just don't really care. Yeah. But I think you'll find a nice girlfriend. I think it's one of those things where, like, the reality of Australia is if you're a tall, good-looking, funny, former national rugby player, you don't have a problem finding a girlfriend. Yeah. You know? He'll like, you just don't. Like, you just, like, he, like he would have he'll find his amal yeah he needs to find an amal mm. that'd be so cute hopefully he's just not a leo and doesn't like, just date exactly. all the girls he doesn't look like he is no i don't reckon i think you'll get like some amazing like power woman mm, really he's smart got, like a career mm. <laughs> oh four one oh nine two oh our co-hosts a podcast <laughs> Works and journalism <laughs> Anyway, okay. But yeah, so Nick, I think I think any, I think it it bothered me that people seem to be turning into like a bit of a feminist thing afterwards. I was like, let's all settle down. Like, it's The Bachelor. But and, and he just didn't pick like people were like oh waste her time twenty eighteen like he just strung people along and like he just dumped one more person than he was supposed to. Mm. And it's I feel like we just would have known if he was faking it. Yeah, I, just I thought it was legit. Ever... I was like, "That's so fucking legit that you didn't want to do the three month bullshit fake relationship yeah, and on that. Channel it was Ten." Just like yeah. three months down the track, I'd then just break up with her. Yeah, because that would have been the contract. Like he was just like, "I think no. he was way better suited to Sophie anyway." <laughs> I don't know why everyone. I actually think Brooke was great. I think Brooke should be the Bachelorette. Mm. I don't think they were really vats. Oh, I don't know. They were suited, no, but I was like, like "Whatever." Okay, like I think he's suited to Sophie, someone funny, and like they were just. They'd want to travel and they'd want to get on the purse and they'd, you know, yeah, they'd party or whatever. I think that's what she said in the um in the project interview that was really interesting. Which was like, I get if at the end of that you were like, I don't want to marry you, I'm not in love with you, mm. but I like you enough to just try dating in real yes. life. Like she was like, she was like, that's all you were being asked to do, really. You weren't being yeah. asked to like I think she was just propose like, or whatever. Like you really didn't like either of us enough to just try and date us in yeah. real life. Like that was no that's what, yeah, bother this is, to that's you. That's what I yeah. am kind of thinking too. I think with Brittany, it would be more like, this is a real serious thing. Like it's very kids. It's very settling down. But with Sophie, she's just like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, totally. and, then, and then, you know, how guys just, they do that. They kind of ghost because they freak out. They go on two dates with a girl and then they're like, oh, shit, I've got to commit or yeah, end totally. it now. And girls are just like, just fucking chill. Yeah, exactly. Like, what makes you think we want to marry I you? I want to marry you. Yeah, like, totally. Sophie never said she was in love with him. Yeah. I, I'm like, kind of like, I'm just over the Bachelor full stop. I feel like it's like an outdated TV show. They've got to think of a new one. Yeah, I want hooked. something else, but I want something else that gets me just as hooked mm. and it's just as interesting and I want to talk about it with my friends and I want to watch it and it has something to do with love because I never I never watched like, I don't even know if Big Brother had anything to do with love, but I didn't watch that. I didn't mm. watch Jersey or Geordie Shore. I love Jersey Shore. <laughs> I watched The Hills, obviously, which mm. you didn't until really, very recently. recently. Yeah. 
Um, but I need, yeah, and I, I reckon go back. Like I know the hills are doing a reboot, but we need something like that. That's not just a fucking reboot with now Misha Ma- Misha Barton in it know, as well. So like weird. she's like, I'm joining the reboot. It's like you were never Why? in it. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about my like? theory i read a while ago about reality tv how it like reflects the whatever the big social anxiety of the time is is what the big reality tv show is so like in the mid-2000s everyone especially in england was obsessed with surveillance culture like really worried that they would have no privacy because there were cctv cameras everywhere everywhere and then the back i remember that yeah yeah do you remember that was like a thing and then big brother became huge and it was all about being watched all the time and then in 2008 um, there was the GFC and everyone had to stop spending extravagantly and it went back to like home cooking and DIY and then like MasterChef and those shows became huge and now we're in the like Tinder, is love dead, what's happening with dating era and now The Bachelor's the huge thing. So true. Yeah. That's crazy. What's I, next? Yeah. That's what I'm like. I'm like, what's next? Like we've got to think of the next thing. A show I've, about money. A show the accountant. about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> a show about Ejected learning to manage your money when you're a fucking adult and you can't even buy yourself a coffee. I like, I was, yeah, I was thinking money or like data, like how everyone's so scared about their data being well, yeah, stolen. Like well, what's um, a, yeah. Anti-social media somehow. Mm. I don't know how that's a show. I wouldn't want to watch anyone. Just they don't have social media on The Bachelor, so I guess that covers exactly. That. I'm like, what we need to we need to come up with it and make millions. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> We're probably not going to tell you if we do. Exactly. Uh, um, shall we get a wine and then move on to Brett Fuckwit Kavanagh? Brett. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Hello. Hello. Wine in hand, as usual. God, this is making me feel better. <laughs> if that isn't an alcoholic, like anyone statement. not drink. Yeah. <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I know I just had like such a day where I felt stressed you know those days where you just feel stressed you felt Mm. tired I woke up with a bit of a headache and I was sort of like I'm excited to see you but I feel like I can't get in the mood yeah you know what gets me in the mood a bottle of red wine wine I had a sort of feeling recently (laughs) I woke up really tired today and Zach woke up really tired Mm. and then a girl um woke up really tired and my first reaction before daylight savings was is there some sort of sleeplessness pandemic breaking out in Australia? Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine at film school is writing a script and that's the plot line, which is cool. But also because Warren Buffett, no, Bill Gates, said to Forbes this week that he's like absolutely 
there's going to be a giant epidemic that wipes out like 40% of the population in the next couple of years. What? Yeah. He's like, it's going to happen. Like, we need to prepare. And I was like, give me more details, <laughs> Bill, please. We need to prepare, but I have no more info. I know. And I woke up slightly tired this morning and I was like, it's happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually always get headaches on the right side of my head. Always. Ooh. Always, always. And I was just saying that to my workmates the other day when I had a headache. And then this morning it was on the left. Which what is, aren't they telling us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. They're like... A, stop getting drunk every night. B, go to sleep earlier. C, eat stop vegetables. So much sugar. B, get off your phone. <laughs> anyway, Brett Kavanagh. Anyway, Brett Kavanagh. Back Ugh. to it. Okay, so should we do a quick roundup of what's happened? Yeah. Do, do you, you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, he got confirmed over the weekend, basically. End of wrap up. Yeah, end of wrap up. So. <laughs> He was uh, accused of sexual assault uh, by Christine. I cannot think of how it's, to... S- it's Blasey. Yes. We said Blasey last yes. week and I told you with so much confidence that it was Blasey and then realised I yeah, had no too. evidence. Yeah, It's Blasey. We need to check that before we go on. I know. Uh, also, I need to correct. I said that Clarence Thomas was accused of sexual assault and he was accused of sexual harassment. So I apologise. Just in case you get Clarence. sued by Clarence. I know. But um, uh, yeah, fact check. Fact check. Yeah, maybe we should check how to say people's names um so she accused him of sexual assault there was the big uh court hearing and then the fbi investigation which the democrats are saying was just nothing mm. did you read that that they were, yeah. they were just like they didn't even re-interview them they didn't interview mark judge who was the guy accused of being in the room at the same time like they didn't find anything new and they and trump had been like make it make it snappy mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, yeah, yeah it, i mean the fbi investigation lasted like a fucking minute yeah it um, is quite dangerous i guess to be like the fbi are lying you're like what well, do you think i'm saying that no like for the democrats <laughs> saying like yeah, yeah we yeah, don't yeah, trust the thing yeah. like that's quite a big call to make yeah. it would be like if the australian police investigated something and you were like do with politics and you were like well, they just purposely didn't investigate it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's such a big claim. Chris Dawson. Chris Dawson, I know. <laughs> hello, Chris. Hello, Headley. Hello, Northern Beaches Police. Uh, but yeah, so, and then he just got put through anyway, which I think everyone sort of knew was going to happen, which is kind of the same. I really didn't think that was going to happen. I was really shocked. Oh, I no, thought I was. No, I was really shocked. Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. Oh my like, God. it happened and I didn't even think twice. I didn't even, really? I said to Anton the day before, so we were listening to the, the daily you know that podcast um zach always says the thing that that fucking guy on the daily does that's so annoying where he's where he's always like oh. <laughs> when he agrees with something he's people gross. are like and that means blah 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 and he's like, oh. like i just hate him i hate his face and yes. his voice so i was listening to that and um i was like and it ended and anton was like what do you think is going to happen and i was like oh hands down like 100 percent, he's really? going to get through yeah i just always thought that and it's because i don't fucking trust anyone mm. because all of every with after everything that's happened nothing has changed and i think that kind of segues into the fact that everyone's feeling angry yeah um i'm angry mm. you're angry mm. i'm i find anger really interesting because i think that i mean i was my initial response when I found out he was getting in was like, this is fucking insane. Like, mm. I was so shocked. I, I Like, I still c- catch myself being really naive about these things because I was really, really shocked. Mm. I was like, there's no way he's going to get in after all that. Um, and then I think my initial reaction was like, in like, just 
being so pissed off about it. And then I think in the last few days, I've tried to spend the time looking at why it is that that happened, like beyond everyone's just sexist. Like I'm just not satisfied with that as a thing. Like I, I, I get that that's a huge part of it, that it's ridiculous that well, that wasn't enough. Well, yeah. they, they, they literally were like, there's no evidence and you and it's innocent until proven guilty but yeah and that's what i was like i was like okay i i found i believe her i've too, found her yeah. completely legitimate i think that she's telling of the course truth it's not gonna be evidence how's it gonna be evidence from something that happened 36 yeah, years ago but i do think that it's like uh, i think it's really bad from the democrats point of view to put someone on she never wanted to put her name forward mm. never like she mm. did not come out being like i want to put my name to this and blah 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 she was there completely reluctantly that was the first thing she said i do not want to be here i have to be here um she wanted to stay anonymous do the tip off confidentially and the republicans actually offered to fly to her home keep her identity completely hidden and interview her anonymously with all of the judges and people there and then have the fbi investigate her claims whether you believe that or not whatever but the democ like her identity became leaked it was leaked mm. which leaked people how? think was the democ like they're yeah. like the only people who knew were the democrats and then she was forced to come out and i'm like if you don't if you have someone who's been through a traumatic experience who's who's very clearly being honest who's very nervous to speak out, who doesn't want to put her name in the spotlight, who's very scared of the repercussions of that. And you have asked her, I assume, the questions about how much this can be corroborated. And you know, because it's 36 years ago and it's not her fault that there's not people to corroborate it. But if you know that there's no witnesses who are willing to go on record and say Mm. they were there and can confirm it, do not fucking let her have her face and name broadcast all over the world by billions of people. Yeah. And if then gonna get, be undermined. The yeah. Anyway. You know yeah. the FBI can no. investigate it. They're not going to be able to prove it. It's like lose-lose for her. Like mm. keep her anonymous. Let her make her testimony. It probably still would have been unused and that's fucked. But I just think you, you've ruined this woman's life. She can't go home. Like she hasn't been able to go home. I like know. you said last week, it's yeah. still now since this happened. And he's been sworn in. Like I, I'm not just nothing good came from it. Just yeah, and it just mm. it just confer- I just think that you have an obligation if someone comes to you with this to say, look, here's the situation. I believe you. I'm going to put this forward. But unfortunately, the legal system is the legal system. And if we put you up there and then have no one to corroborate it, and then the FBI finds that there's no evidence of what you're saying, it's going to be much worse for you than if you say nothing. Mm. Because it just they must have known that there was no evidence to back it up. So while you talk, I'm just Googling because I've completely <laughs> forgotten. Um, I wanted to mention that before our next, so in two days time or three days time, Google's not working. Um, it's the anniversary of Me Too. Mm. So it's, been, it's a year on from when What's-Her-Face <laughs> charmed, charmed actress. Rose. No, not Rose, the other one. Oh, Alyssa Milano. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Tweeted me too, which I, yeah, yeah, she tweeted me too. I'm not going to get into my issues with Alyssa Milano. That's for another time. Yeah. But uh, it's been a year on and I don't know. What's changed? Not much. Weinstein's still not in jail. Mm. Uh, But the best part, the best wrap up I have um, found is that Helen Fielding, the author of Bridget Jones's Diaries, wrote an essay about what Bridget would think looking back at her diaries in 2018 and in the post-Me Too era. 
Uh, so it's for the book, um, the new book, Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. And I pulled out a few little parts mm, that I think you would love. I love. And I really want to do it in a British accent, but I know I can't. Okay, you can try and if it's embarrassing, I'll immediately stop you. No, it'll be so bad. Okay. I can't do it. So you just have to think of it in Bridget okay. Jones's voice. Yeah. Oh, it feels even weird reading it in my voice. Okay. What did I put up with in the days of these diaries without even knowing I had the right not to put up with it? Talk about me too. Mr. Tits Pervert, a.k.a. the head, head of our publishing house, Mr. Mr. Fitzherbert. I just accepted that part and parcel of having a job was that my boss would stare freely at my breasts, not know my name, and ask me to put a tight dress on to make an idiotic speech. And mm. then, back home, children are asleep, just having a little nightcap and looking through... Old diaries from 1996, the strident feminist thing was a multi-layered ironic joke. At the time, I felt like a feminist was another intimidating thing you were supposed to be, along with thin, in a relationship, a mother, running your own business, and gliding smoothly from person to person at parties like Tina Brown. <laughs> Our favourite, Tina Brown. Tina Brown, the uh, old editor of Vanity Fair, love her so much. I literally have a mantra to myself like WWTBD, or Tina Brown do. Yes, everyone knows what you meant by that. <laughs> No, yeah. they don't. Yes. Do they? Mm. Mine was when I was younger, what would Beyonce do? Which... Rizzi? Yeah. I like, if I'm about to go into a meeting, I'm just like, <clears throat> like put on really? the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I put on the Tina Brown, like fearless. Yeah, she's a fucking legend. She's just amazing. So but she... I love that. What you just read. Yeah. It's so how good, good is it? It's so um, true. It's and... so true how everything's so, um, what's the word? Different. Reliant on context. <laughs> Relative. Yes. It's so relative yes. to the time. What we think is normal at a time, we look back and we're yeah, like, what absolutely. the fuck? And that's why you've got a, ideas that seem so radical in the 90s are just normal so now. So Sex in the City, where it was yeah. uh, for single women in their 30s, was radical. Mm. Whereas now we're just like, that's me in three years' time. If yeah, the yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, totally. There's nothing like sad or desperate about that. No. It's just normal, yeah. But I loved that um, the whole thing is on the times which i'll put in our <clears> notes <throat> no slow down on the wine <laughs> i i'm also very aware that most people will be listening to this sober or um in the morning or something and mm. it's just it's not the vibe only listen to this if you're if you have a wine in hand and it's 8 p.m and i don't yeah. care how restrictive that is on your time <laughs> i don't care if we have four listeners and yeah. two of us. Yeah. i would rather that than you guys have to deal with this sober i found the protest is the kavanaugh thing annoying see not protesters in general but the people who were screaming while he was getting thing i didn't i thought i would find that very haunting and moving and i was just like uh, like really, I, I felt like the it. exact opposite. Yeah. It gave me goosebumps. Really? Yeah. So let's put a sound bite in now and yes. see how you all feel, whether you like me or Grace better. Off you go. Pick a side. <laughs> Sergeant at Arms will restore order in the gallery. Is there a sufficient second? There is a sufficient second. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. The sergeant at arms will restore order in the gallery. I 
My attitude about it is that to me, that sounds like, oh, I feel like, I just feel like people are going to be like, you're, you're a bad feminist. But I'm like, that just sounds. No one can say you're a bad feminist. I just listened to the guilty feminist on the way yeah, here. Yeah, okay, cool. And it's all about being like, I'm a feminist, but, but I weigh yeah. myself every day. Yeah, I'm a yeah. feminist, but. Like, you can say, women but, are, and actually the funny, the one that made me burst out loud on the train was one of them going, I'm a feminist, but some women are actually just fucking dicks. <laughs> And she was like, yes. like, she was like, oh, it's not anti-feminist to Does say I do that. that. Anything women do is good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. absolutely yes. not. Women are fucking she assholes as well. She was like, some women well. are just fucking yes. and I don't want to hang out with no. them or have anything to do with them. So uh, you yeah. can say that you yeah. like I think I think that like when he's being sworn in, you'd be like, Rah! in the background, like, I'm just like, that is not helping anything. That's not convincing anyone anything. The people that already think you're crazy, psycho, irrational, hysterical women are just going to be like, okay, here's further proof of that. Like, I I feel like if I was in Washington, D.C., I would go with a, you know, little poster and line up <laughs> and protest with a clever sign and put it on Instagram, whatever. But I, some of the shit the protesters did, Izzy, was fucking crazy. Like, they went to one of the senator's houses at, like, one in the morning. It's never okay to go to someone's house. Yeah, and, like, followed them to the airport and were just like, like just screaming at them i'm like there's a way to protest and it's completely valid and the brett kavanaugh thing is really frustrating and i understand it but i'm also like behaving in that way is doing nothing to help your cause and there's an element of having to be realistic about the way the world works and saying i feel angry but my ultimate goal is to get women equality and to be Mm. treated better and to do that i need to have difficult conversations with people who don't see eye to eye with me in a way that doesn't treat them like monsters and sexist and assholes that says here's my side of things what's your side of things let's have a difficult conversation and people are so much more willing to break into a chamber and scream in the background than they are to sit down with you know lindsey graham or one of those like weird republican senators and say let's literally just talk out Mm why you wanted to vote in Brett Kavanaugh. Because I think that these people aren't stupid. They have law degrees. They're intelligent. They're much older than us. They have a lot of life experience. And and they're making decisions based on factors beyond, I don't give a fuck about, like, they're still wrong in my opinion. But I think it goes too far in the other direction to, to, to do stuff like, I don't know, just saying well, the world's sexist because Brett Kavanaugh got in. Like, I'm like, that's unsatisfactory to me. Yeah, so my view on it is I don't completely disagree with you, but I do think that the reason these women are screaming and the reason they're angry is because these are the women that are having the tough conversations with other people. Mm. These are the women trying to make change and they're not seeing the rest of us do that. And they're seeing nothing change and they're fucking angry because this man's just getting sworn in and it's a huge you know it was a huge thing for sexual assault survivors to just see again it's Mm. like so many rape cases get reported so many sexual abuse cases get reported so many domestic violence cases get reported and nothing fucking happens Mm. in an article my colleague wrote for Marie Claire the other day she pointed out that a report by the crime statistics agency found that of the 3,500 rapes reported to Victoria police in 2009 and 10 only 3% ended up in a court conviction 3% so it's like you 
you try and do things the right way. You try and talk to people. You mm-hmm. go to the police straight after something has happened. Yeah. And you have as much evidence as you have and nothing happens. Mm. And so these, these women are just fed up. And I yeah. think that's how I feel where I'm sort of like the people who are educating themselves and the people who are having these conversations um, are you and I say we sit mm. down and we'll talk about this. We'll talk about the Me Too movement. We'll talk about everything that's happening. We'll talk about how angry we feel, how upset we feel that this happens to women every day. But we're not the ones that need to be having the conversation. Yes, totally. It needs to be these other people who aren't listening. Yes. And so... And so much onus is, like, I totally agree with them. Like, so much onus is always put back on women. Yes. To, like, and that's, I guess that's the problem that I have with my own argument is that I think I hate anger from anyone. I hate when men are angry. I think think it's an ugly, ugly, unhelpful, never useful emotion Mm. from any gender. And Mm. I don't think just because men are allowed to be angry that therefore women should embrace being angry. But at the same time, I understand that, women are expected to just have this emotional intelligence and and ability to rise above things more so than anyone else and put up with more and the fact that they've been putting up with more in silence is the reason that they're angry so it is this self-perpetuating thing so i i i i I get it i do get it i just wonder how helpful it is useful it is Mm. and i think there's a, a room and a space for it but only in the context of like i'm allowed to feel this but only for a certain amount of time and then it's into the well, that, the thing is, yeah. is that women haven't thought that they could feel angry or anger or rage for a long time mm. because suddenly it's just like, oh, you're just a crazy bitch mm. or you're an angry black woman, says mm. Serena Williams. Or, you know, like women are just like, oh, you can't be angry. But when a man's angry, it's like, that's quite oh, he's normal. He's passionate. He's... Yeah, I think that, it, that the now women are kind of finding their rage and I think mm. maybe it's, it is uncomfortable and maybe... Mm them screaming didn't help much but i think fuck do what you can do like do yeah. whatever you can do to get somebody listening because mm. nobody is listening yeah it is that's it's, it's such a difficult conversation and obviously if anyone knew the answer to this it would just be fixed but like how to fix this stuff it's so hard because it's like so many reasons that things are the way they are now is because people at the time did things that seemed outrageous or drastic and this is obviously the question in any like civil rights movement like this was the question between martin luther king and malcolm x right like do we resort to aggression and violence or don't we and malcolm x was like this is just the way the world works and we have to and martin luther king was like no we can do things just Mm. by talking and having Mm. dialogue and conversations and the reality is I don't know who was right out of those two because it was a combination of the things that led the civil rights discussion in a certain way. So I don't know what the answer is. I definitely prefer a, an angry woman to nothing to a silent woman or to mm. a fucking gross I kind of love the dude. way we've now talked about Hannah Gadsby and the teacher's pet so there mm. are two topics but I kind of love the way Hannah Gadsby and Nanette did it so she mm. said she was angry she acknowledged her anger anger was a really strong mm-hmm. topic in her whole stand-up comedy routine Nanette but she spoke about it she wasn't yelling she said I feel angry I feel angry because and I have good reason to feel yes, angry and I feel, yeah. yeah and I kind of love that but yeah again it's just that's such a good example because she angered she ended that saying which is what i think is that it's not like 
perpetuating and fueling anger even if you have a reason to be angry is wrong. Like that's why mm. she kept saying, I got to quit comedy because she's just like, all I want to do is get out here and scream about how angry I am. Mm. And even though I have every single reason to feel angry, that I is so unhelpful yeah. for the world for me to get up here and do that and to inspire others to feel angry that it would be irresponsible of me to do that. And I kind of feel like that where I'm like, women collectively have so much like trauma and reasons to feel upset and pissed off and angry with the world and they should feel that but that shouldn't be the thing that propels them into actions to fix what they're angry at Mm. like the anger's got to pass and then they're like clear-headed attitude about okay what are some logistical ways we can fix this Yeah. yeah And it's hard because it's like you feel like the system's rigged against you sometimes. So it's just like, well, how am I supposed to make change when it feels like everything's set up for people to not give a shit about me? Because Dr. Blasey Ford tried to make change and that didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm a firm believer that the conversation needs to start. Yes. Here's the wine. Top up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a firm believer that the conversation kind of needs to start when boys boys and girls are young and it Mm -hmm. needs to be so much more open because yes you don't expect your son to rape a girl in a park but maybe your son didn't grow up knowing how how drunk a girl is when they're still saying yes Mm. or or you know those those even that thing if you've never if he's never ever had someone say no to him before if you've been the kind of parents that have just been like my perfect son, mm. whatever he wants, he gets like, it's even as simple as that. Like, even if you've, or yeah. girls being like, no, as a kind of flirtation, like mm. it's, there's so many blurred lines. And I think it really mm. needs to start from a young age mm. where we have these difficult discussions. And I think you even said you were like, Mum, have you talked to Callum, your younger brother mm. about all this? And she was like, of course, Callum would never, do anything yeah and like, like you've talked to me about how i shouldn't wear yes skirts of a certain length or you've talked to me about how i should make sure i don't get like su- super drunk or i don't know like i'm like you've had more conversations with me about ways that i can protect myself and you've had no conversations with callum about like knowing if, the lines. yeah if a girl yeah. is super drunk no and I, I don't think my brother would ever do that anyway. No, yeah. And I understand her being like, well, I don't need to say that to Callum, but it's still like yeah, Callum's the a principle very onto of guy, it. But yeah. it's like, just, I don't know, have these discussions with every guy. Mm. And even just like... And it's not a given. It should never, ever be a given mm. because it's just not. Like the Brett Kavanaugh thing, listening to those um, podcasts about him, I found so interesting because I was like, I know that guy. Like, I know that guy yeah, from yeah. uni yeah. that yeah. used to get fucking hammered, that used to always brag about getting with girls and never Cocky, really got with rich. them. Cocky, like low key smart, mm. got was always the sloppy drunk who was staggering around, who would get weirdly aggressive, who would whatever. Like, this is what all these people were saying about him. Mm. And then hated girls because no girls would get with him. Like, girls would get with his friends but wouldn't get with him. Mm -hmm. And just had this, like, boiling hate. I'm like, I have met that guy. I know who that guy is. Mm. And that that made her story just ten times more legitimate to me because I'm like, that's the kind of guy who gets blackout drunk, has all these undercurrent feelings Mm. of hatred towards women. And who also wants to impress the guys. Wants to impress his guy friends and then does something dumb that he probably, like, in the – 
daily thing one of their friends was like i believe both of them like i believe that it happened to her and i believe that he genuinely doesn't remember doing yeah i listened to that as well i think actually on the high low uh pandora and dolly um which the high lows two british journalists we love them yeah and uh they were talking about it as well and they were sort of like of course you wouldn't remember something that didn't impact your life you exactly. wouldn't remember yeah, exactly. something that happened 36 years ago if it wasn't a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's probably in his head just being like, yeah, maybe that happened, but I have no recollection of it because it wasn't something that had a lasting impact on my life. It wasn't something that affected me for, for years. You probably even remember the next day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is the problem with guys. Is guys don't realise the impact that they can have. Like, this sounds really silly, but, like... <laughs> I remember that movie tickled. I feel like one time Zach was like tickling me or something mm. weird. Sorry. Um, then, but I was like, had this moment where he was like, like holding me down to tickle me. And I was like, no, no, no stop. Cause I was like, fuck like you, it, it, it freaked me out. Is that, that cause him, of the tickled movie? No, no it, 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 it freaked me out. Yeah. Watch tickled documentary. It freaked me out that he, without thinking in a totally playful, funny, jokey mood, could hold me down to the point where I just literally couldn't move mm, or do anything. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like too, that yeah. in moment where he was doing it in the most unsinister way ever, mm. I was just like, no, 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 stop. And he was just like, oh, settle down. But like, I was like, yeah. that's the thing where he, when you're a guy. That wouldn't cross your those mind. Those things don't yeah. cross your mind yeah. because, because even if he was like grabbed a girl and like held her down on the bed and was trying to kiss her, like it's so gross. But like, you don't realize how ter- when she's like, I feel like he could have killed me by accident. Like when she said that mm, in her testimony, yeah. because he was so drunk and sloppy and heavy and big. Yeah, that would never cross a guy's mind that a girl would feel like that because it's like, you don't know the feeling of, of, of just being, I don't know, just built worse, <laughs> like built. And you know what I mean? Your bodies, we're not as strong. We can't fight mm. back. We're fragile and small or whatever in comparison you just don't understand that feeling. Do you hear that horn? What was that? <laughs> Time's up. Yeah, yeah it, it actually, our time is actually That was up. Alex telling us to get the fuck out of the yeah. studio. We played an air horn. Yes. Uh, so our time is actually up. Yeah, um, sorry. Again, got a bit deep, but I think that's because the fucking week has been deep. It has. From Bella Hadid to Brett Kavanaugh. I know. And back. We've and covered back it again. all. We've finished the bottle. We're going to go home. Yes. Um, so... As usual, please rate only if it's five stars. Review only if it's Someone positive. Someone gave us one star and let us tell you we're on a full-blown investigation into who that was. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI we have been contacted. We, yeah. <laughs> They've finished with Brett Kavanaugh's case and they're on to ours. They're on to this one and they're um, going to spend a bit more time on it. So yes, watch yourself. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe. I don't know if I said that. But uh, thanks, everybody. See you next week. Love you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.